This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 652 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com, the universe of horse products delivered right to your door. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is about pigeon fever. It's an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on Horses in the Morning, episode number 419. And to all you potential horse husbands out there, listen carefully for some dating advice. But before we get to today's tip, let's hear from today's sponsor, EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn, back with you from the Horse Radio Network. I'm here with Debbie with the Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. The Product of the Week is the Equine Couture Ladies Air-O Shirts. These I'll say that fast. <laughs> These shirts, um, the Equine Couture shirts used to have an issue with sizing, but the new ones are actually excellent. They fix the sizing. It's time to start buying these beautiful shirts again. Uh, the particular ones I'm highlighting this week, because I just wore one on a trail ride the other day, and uh, it was so cool. It was absolutely the coolest shirt I've worn in a while, and very, very pretty, and it fit perfectly. I got a raspberry pa- um, pad, and I had that raspberry stripe in that shirt, and I was styling. We come, it comes in a bunch of different sizes and a bunch of different colors, and they absolutely want to say that this is a very comfortable, low-priced shirt. And it also comes in long sleeves for those folks who like to cover up their arms in the summer instead of exposing them to the sun. Um, it comes in the long sleeve with the same material, so it's equally as cool in the long sleeve as it is in the short sleeve. Highly recommend giving this a try again. If you try to quaint couture and you weren't happy with the sizing, please come back because they've fixed it. All right, and it comes from anything. I mean, you're right. It does have a lot of different sizes, from small all the way up to like three X. Three X, yes, and that's um, and they really do fit well now. So and some come fun colors. We're talking some unusually fun colors about this. Yes, so. really fun colors. And if you like, like me, to um, match it up, you can get all these colors and match up your saddle pad, and, and you, you're just really cute. All right. <laughs> take a, the best way to do this is to go to equestriancollections.com, search for Equine Couture Ladies Air. Enjoy today's tip while I go shopping on EquestrianCollections.com. It's time for the weekly health report from TheHorse.com. Fantastic information and their attempt to ruin Glenn's lunch every week. And they just might succeed this week. Uh, We have the weekly health report with TheHorse.com. And of course, we have Michelle joining us. Hi, Michelle. Been a long time. Hey. Oh, I know. I know. It's been forever. (laughs) Hi, Glenn. And we have... Jones of Florida Equine here with us. Good morning, Dr. Jones. Good morning. Hey, Dr. Jones. <laughs> she was a little late. Today. She was palpating or lavaging or something. Lavaging something, huh? <laughs> yeah, we got it done. <laughs> oh, <Just> good. <laughs> so now you're you're ready to talk about pigeon fever, which is going to gross Glenn out because I have to say if this is one of those that kind of makes me a little queasy too because uh, it's kind of nasty. So can you tell us a little bit about 
uh, pigeon fever and why it's a topic of conversation in your neck of the woods right now. Yeah, we've had a, a couple cases here in Florida recently, and um, it's unusual in a very wet and humid environment to have pigeon fever. It's usually seen in dry, hot, and humid, or hot um, and dry environments. So for us to have one, a couple cases here, it kind of always takes us, uh, takes us off guard. But um, yes, I'm so excited about having Glenn lose his lunch this week. But uh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's caused by a very fancy name bacteria called Carinibacteria pseudotuberculosis. Now, granted, it is not like, because people hear tuberculosis and that's all they hear, because all the mm-hmm. other stuff is garbage. It's not like TB in the lungs like humans, and you go and you're going to breathe in your horse's nostril and you're going to get TB. It's not that. It's a different uh, type of bug, but yes, it has a false name false name to it. So um, it is a big pus pocket that you'll see on a horse. That's usually the clinical sign that we get presented with. And it's usually on the chest. They have a big chest, usually one size larger than the others, but they call it pigeon breast or pigeon fever because they have a huge protruding breast like a pigeon does. And you, um, as a veterinarian, want to lance that and release the pressure and uh, release all the bacteria out of there so that you can clean it up and get them, you know, feeling better. They will also have a fever with this as well. Obviously, with any bacterial infection, you usually get a fever. Sometimes it just starts off local with a hot, swollen area, and then they go systemic, and they start getting febrile themselves. But um, the, the large chest and the hot area is the number one thing you see. So when you say drain the abscess, how much fluid are we talking about? Bucket. Bucket. It's a very, very, um, I, I don't know, I call it exciting. <laughs> why, do you, why does anybody want to be a vet? That's my question. It's, why do you choose um, to do this for a living? And then you go eat lunch right after you drain buckets out of this work. Yeah. Or while we're doing it, because as it's draining, we're watching you know, the drainage come out. And so, yeah, we have to have some time to eat lunch because it takes a while to drain it out. So, ah. you know, we might stop and have a sandwich while we do it with a little mayonnaise on the sandwich. Oh, <laughs> nice. So this is this is also called dry land distemper. That's another term for it. Yeah. But am I yeah. correct in that? So yeah. this is something that I had never heard of, and I've had horses since I was three years old until a couple of years ago, and we had an outbreak in my area up in Oregon. Why is this something that we hadn't seen for a while, or is that just in my area? Well, I mean, think about Oregon, too. It's I hate to say it, but you guys are humid and wet up there, too, you know, or at least wet in that area. Yeah. You're not that dry. I mean, granted, you do have dry areas of it, but it's not like the southwest, which is where we primarily see it, New Mexico, Arizona, um, Southern California, Texas. Those areas you'll tend to see the pigeon breast because of the um, hot and dry environment. So, But you will see it in your area. Um, we have not been able to figure out how to properly pre-diagnose for it, meaning know a horse is going to come up with it. We can diagnose from the culture of the um, pus that comes out, and you get the pseudotuberculosis uh, culture, uh, but that's usually after the effect or after the effect of it. Some horses will actually internalize the abscesses, and they'll harbor in the lymph nodes, and they'll get a swollen lymph node, and then it will go away, and a swollen lymph node, and it will go away. Um, those that get swollen enough that you have to lance those, those are painful ones as well. But 
those horses are harder to diagnose because it's more internal. They'll have abscess sometimes in the liver and the lungs, they're finding. So we're not quite sure everything. We don't quite sure know everything. We, meaning the researchers at the universities, know everything about this bug, but they're getting more and more facts because they're finding it more and more commonly in um, horses all over the United States, not just the Southwest. Yeah. So how is it spread from horse to horse? Theories. Theories are um, flies be the number one thing because those are constantly landing on wounds, picking up a bug and transferring it to another horse. Very, very commonly done that way. The other possibility is that this contaminant lives in the soil and as a horse is picking up flies and picking up the dust of the soil, those that soil has the bacteria on it entering through the wounds or, you know, ingested through the nasal passages or the mouth. So um, uh, I that would be some of the transferred ways. We don't have the whole pathway mapped out again because we have, uh, you know, not enough information, not enough research dollars to go after it. It doesn't cause death all the time in horses. We see it as a secondary issue when we, you know, open up the horse and look at the lung and the liver, but it is very contagious. So since it doesn't cause death, it doesn't get a high priority of research monies, I hate to say, but... Um, we have had some people doing some research on it. It's just limited because of the funds. Yeah. So it, it's not likely to cause death, but it can shut your barn down if you're making your living off of horses. Yes. So you guys think about that as a trainer or a boarding farm facility. You will have loss of income. As a rider, even amateur, who's trying to make money to pay for the horses shows they go to, even though you do have a full-time job, your horse needs to pay for itself sometimes, those amateur riders, um, you will have loss work time because this takes some time to heal in. If you think about it, it's a huge abscess on the, and the muscle area of the front of the chest and can go underneath the um, belly um, and you lance that, pull the pus out, you're going to have to clean that out until it fills in. And so that's downtime of not riding. The worst case scenario is if it goes so long it causes lymphangitis in a horse's limb or leg, some of those horses re-present um, next year or a couple of years later with lymphangitis, and we don't know why, then it goes away. Represent again with lymphangitis, goes away. That's probably, we're thinking, the Corinibacterium due to tuberculosis in their lymph nodes reacting, but we have not been able to confirm that. The lymphangitis is going to slow you down on your training and your work schedule, too. I just made a huge mistake. I just Googled pigeon fever. Oh, don't do it. I'm sure Michelle might have a good picture to put up on Facebook for everybody to see what it looks like. I don't know why I did it. I never do that when you're covering these gory gross things. And I just did it, and it's like, oh, man, there's videos and depth popping them. And, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's highly, uh, highly recommended, Glenn, as a veterinarian, and I've done it more times than not. Granted, I've only I've only seen a few cases because again we're humid and we're wet and we're not the dry hot that you normally see the cases at. But I've had a couple cases here in Florida, and when I lance those abscesses, I fill buckets. I do not let it spill on the ground because it does live in the environment. We still don't know how long it lives in the environment, but it does live in the environment. So it goes into buckets, and those buckets, usually it's uh, probably two five-gallon buckets I'll fill on some, some of these cases. And um, then you do lavaging out, and you collect that lavage into the bucket. So when you send the horse home, you recommend to them that they dispose of that somewhere where it cannot contaminate the rest of the farm. Yeah. So, 
So we had a pigeon fever outbreak in my area, and I live in the desert, so I'm in the drier part of the state of Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so when this, when it came out, I was very concerned about it. I was working at the Therapeutic Riding Center. I had my horses at home, and I had a friend who was boarding a horse at my place, but she also had her hunter-jumper horse at, uh, at another facility, and they hadn't had a couple cases of pigeon fever at her barn. So I got very paranoid, and I asked her to not wear her the same boots, to not wear her same gloves, to park her car uh, outside of my gate on my property, which um, she thought maybe I was going a little overboard with that. But I was concerned after talking to my own vet that a fly might catch a ride in her car and make it to my property. Were those things, are those things that you should do to protect your horses? Is there anything else that I could have done, or was I going overboard with that? No, I mean, all those are good, reasonable factors because all those are what we call fomites, F-O-M-I-T-E-S, Fomites that transfer diseases, um, either on your clothing, your your hands, if you're not washing your hands, your boots carrying dirt back and forth, uh, stuff like that. That's why when you come in and out of the country, and they want to know, have you been on a farm? And then they, you know, want to worry about your boots that you wore on the farm and disinfecting those coming into our, our country because there's some things that other countries you carry in. Same thing from farm to farm. You want to make sure that you kind of clean your boots off if you're going to go farm to farm to not track things from one to the other. As far as the flies catching a ride, oh, yeah, that's a common thing to happen. The flies will catch a ride in the, the car. If she maybe drove with her windows down and blew the flies out, you know, maybe she could take care of that problem for you. But, uh, you know, it might have been extreme on your part, but I completely respect the fact that you do not want to have that in, in your um, barn. Now, they have seen that, and so you don't have to worry, like, forever. They have seen barns where they've captured the flies and they check out the flies and the flies are carrying the bacteria in them. And then years when they don't have cases, they'll catch the flies and the flies are negative. Hmm. So it's not like the flies are the harboring of it. They found that the soil is more the harboring of it, not necessarily the flies. But the flies can carry it, but it's got to be more of a recent uh, transmission. So a recent case would easily transmit it to another horse. But if it was a case a year ago and you're worried about those flies coming to your barn, it's probably a negative fly now. Okay. You also have the so, lifespan of the flies, too, are pretty short. So fly control measures can also oh, help reduce your risk of it? Yeah, yeah, huge. Fly control measures. I mean, you also have to think about habernomiasis or summer sores with uh, fly control measures and open wounds. So that's one thing, as well as transferring the um, pseudotuberculosis um, bug back and forth. Okay. So if I'm a horse owner and I see some swelling on my horse's chest, what should I do? Call your vet. Okay. okay. Yeah, don't well, run out you. there with a scalpel. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. A, the horse <laughs> might kill you, and secondly, you may just contaminate your farm. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, call your well, vet. you don't have to worry it about that. Be. I'm not going to be running out there with a scalpel, matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a, it could be a kick, you know. The, the other diagnosis, when you look at horses with uh, swelling on the chest, and nine times out of ten, it's probably a kick from another horse in the field. Mm-hmm. Now, but am you I should out. Am I a bad horse owner if you come over to my farm and take a look at my horse and you determine that this thing has pigeon fever and you're going to have to get buckets out of it, that I say, okay, I'm out of here, you tell me when you're done? Is that a bad horse owner? <laughs> no, it's not. I have a lot of horse owners like that. I prefer that they don't yeah. pass out and hit their head on the concrete floor. So, yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I have seen people 
start to go down <laughs> after watching different vet procedures. So, uh, uh, yeah, it does happen. Have you ever had to take care of someone who's hit the ground while you're working on their horse? Oh, funny you should ask. Uh, I would love it if he's listening to the show, but uh, for um, many, many, many years and up till today's date, we always give him trouble. He was a police officer, and I went out to treat his horse for colic after hours. My husband was with me, a crowd around the stall to see what I'm going to do. So what do you treat colic? You give him some banamine. You you do your vitals. You give him some banamine, and you tube him with some mineral oil. Well, as we were tubing him, it was not the best horse to tube. It gave us a little fight, so we popped a little capillary in the nose, and it just started kind of doing a barber pole stripe down the hose, just really slow, kind of circular motion down the tube. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this big guy go face first into the shavings in the stall, because he's the only one staying in the stall with the owner. I look over, and I am absolutely amazed that a police officer has just fainted at the side of blood because that's the only reason he had to go down because it just started going down the hose as we're still passing it. And my husband looks over his shoulder, I'm looking at his shoulder, and I'm screaming at people saying, get him out of the stall, elevate his feet, and start screaming what to do with him while I'm trying to treat his horse. And thank God somebody out in the aisleway <laughs> said, I'm a paramedic. I said, great, he's your problem. I'm taking care of his horse. <laughs> the next day he goes in to... <laughs> goes into the, I guess, the room in the morning where they all meet to get the update before they go out in the streets, and everybody's winning in the room. It has already made it from the paramedic to the entire force that he passed out at the sign of blood on his own horse. (laughs) (laughs) So ever since then, every time I've treated this horse, which he's out of horses now, and he's moved out of state, but occasionally we we talk and chat when he comes into town because his children still live here. Um, They're grown and gone, but um, he uh, (laughs) will talk about it. And, uh, you know, anytime I was treating his horse and there was something bloody, I'm like, do you want to sit down for a minute while I take care of this? (laughs) (laughs) But it was a police officer that completely fainted on me. Nice. Well, you know, and pigeon fever, it is gross. It looks nasty. like Glenn said, the photos are gross of it. We do have some great information, as always, on thehorse.com. If you get on there and search for pigeon fever or dryland distemper or false strangles, there's an article that uh, goes pretty in-depth, and it is Article 18519. And I'll give that to everyone again. You get on and search for 18519. It's pigeon fever in horses, manifestations, and compl- complications, and it will tell you everything you need to know about uh, this icky, nasty thing. So thank you, Dr. Jones, for talking to us about it. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> and thank you, Glenn, for sticking around for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't want to leave, I didn't want to leave Michelle totally alone here for the yes. show. But, well, thank uh, you. Uh, thanks, Dr. Jones. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're a real trooper today, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I would not have. I got to tell you, Michelle. I would not have. I would not have passed out. I have seen blood in my horses before, and I would not pass out from that. It's gonna. But this whole lancing and buckets full of goop thing—that might mm-hmm. get me. That's probably pretty close to uh, to taking me out of the picture. Well, yeah, Michelle, but you heard. Thank- Go ahead. Oh, you heard how excited uh, Dr. Jones got, and that's my own vet. He was so excited draining these horses with pigeon fever, telling me all about it. So, so they do they do like parts of their jobs. 
nasty. Oh, that's just gross. I know, I know. <laughs> and I, I, I think subconsciously I would never date a vet because just what she said, I took my husband along. See, that's what would happen. You're getting ready to go out to a nice dinner. You're going to be away from horses for a couple of hours, and you get the call, and all of a sudden you're along, and all of a sudden we're draining pus, and then we have to go out and eat pudding for dinner. Yep, yep, yeah. and it's honey, can you hold this bucket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we drain this horse. So the moral of that story, guys, is just don't. There you go. A dual tip today, all about pigeon fever and dating advice. To listen to more of the horse.com's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents about horse health topics, you can tune into the Horses in the Morning show at horsesinthemorning.com for a weekly fix of up to the minute horse health information. You can also go to thehorse.com, where you will find the mother load of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by equestriancollections.com, where I just finished up shopping for some beautiful, really fun equine couture shirts. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.